Just a quick introduction before we get to it. Kushal Bhagya has been a part of the entrepreneurial world since the onset of his career. His first stint was as a co-founder of Nai Disha Studios, and he further went on to join the Upgrad team as a part of their founding team. He is now the CEO at First Check, an entity of founders who've come together to invest in early stage startups. A very fun fact is that First Check also happens to be one of our early investors at Leap.club. And Kushal has been one of our biggest supporters and we've had the pleasure of working with him very closely and have had some very, very insightful conversations. So I'm obviously super excited to be doing this, Kushal. I hope you're equally excited to meet the ladies at Leap finally. Well, absolutely, I am. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. And uh, yeah, great to finally meet the community at Leap. Perfect. Okay, so before we actually kickstart and the room obviously gets loaded with questions, um, I'm going to actually engage you in a quick game of rapid fire, just for our members to get to know you a little bit better and set the tone for what's to come today. Uh, we unfortunately have no hampers to give, but we're expecting a lot of truth bombs from you. Um, all you need to do is you need to say the first thing that comes to your mind when I say any of the following. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Let's go for it. The big F word, funding. Hard. Product market fit. Even harder. The future of startups. Right. Uh, building for Bharat. Good idea. The one founder everyone needs to follow on Twitter. I know you're huge on Twitter. So what's who's the <laughs> one founder everyone needs to follow? I mean, hard to be Elon Musk, right? Like this hard to find somebody more entertaining Indian Indian us. let's let's go Indian Indian I don't, I'm blanking out I don't think Indian founders are that uh, authentic on Twitter especially once they become I guess DP I like Dipinder's feed a lot nice nice well done I like that answer <laughs> pitch decks uh concise damn extremely large Okay, I have my last one and it's extremely topical female founders. Go for it. Okay, thank you so much. I think I could be biased, but very, very excited about the last one. I think we have a great success story coming out today. So very, very excited for what's to come. Um, members, we're going to officially begin now. Um, today's masterclass will begin with Kushal sharing his thoughts and some very quick tips on raising the first round of funding followed by a Q&A. So please don't hold back and keep those questions coming on the chat box. Uh, I know a lot of you are joining us for the first time, uh, but just for setting context, uh, we've shared most of the questions that came in during registrations with Kushal. So we'll mix them up along with some unanswered ones from the chat box as we go along today. Uh, and post the Q&A, we're doing something different. We're going to actually break everyone into smaller breakout rooms of three to four just to debrief and discuss our learnings from this masterclass. And knowledge is, of course, best when shared. So please stay the course for 7.32. Um, Kushal, I think let's jump straight to it now. I won't take more time. India is obviously termed as the hotspot for startups right now. It's been raining unicorns the last one year. Uh, venture capital investment, from what I understand, has doubled the last quarter. And of course, like I said, we have a very, very inspiring female founder-led IPO that went live today, right? Uh, so as an early stage founder and an early stage investor, uh, we'd love to actually get the conversation started by addressing the elephant in the room, which is 
is venture capital really for everyone right i think everyone everyone talks about okay everyone has a different dream different journey apna time aayega and all of that right but i think let's actually talk about that a little bit more and we'd, we'd love to know your thoughts uh, before we break into i think we already have questions but before we move to the q and a no absolutely that's a great point that's actually what i want to start with in my deck as well and that that's i think one of the like the first thing you should ask yourself when thinking about funding is uh, who are these people who are funding who are these folks who are called vcs and why are they funding you right so these are people who are managing other people's money it's not their own money they have raised this fund to invest in startups and they want to return that money to their investors after 5 or 8 years or 10 years with a healthy return right and the math that they work on is that the companies that we back uh, most of them will fail but the ones that do work they should deliver 20 30 100x returns to us uh, you know whenever the exit does happen uh, so this kind of monster returns these are possible only in very specific sectors or very specific spaces and markets which most business don't qualify for right so which is why most people don't raise vc money and even the ones who do raise vc money most of them still fail and shut down so you need you need to think really hard on you know is this like if you're starting a restaurant for example or a clothing brand or you know anything which is basically a real business what what you know our parents generation used to do um, most of those businesses don't really require vc capital and and the treadmill that you will get put on after taking vc capital it, it might destroy your business um so so that's where actually i'll start i'll just share my screen and uh, you know take it from there uh right so as i said vcs are are looking for companies which are in really large markets uh and by large markets they mean can this company actually do a 100 million dollar plus of revenues in 5 or 8 years time so if you come to me today for a pre seed check of 2 crores or 3 crores or you know 5 10 crores the math i'm going to say like i'm going to look at it okay if i do give them the money and they raise series a b c and they become a large company after 5 or 8 years can this potentially do a 100 million dollars in revenue for it to potentially do 100 million revenue they will assume that say this company captures 10% of the market then it can do 100 million revenue which means the market should be worth a billion dollars or more right so for example if you take licious a non veg uh, brand right that's clearly a huge brand there like in 30% 40% of india or more uh eats non vegetarian food a lot of that in urban cities so clearly like if they capture that entire market that's probably in billions and billions of dollars so even if they take you know a small 1% share it will still be 100 million plus uh sized uh, revenue right so so that's the math that a vc does the second thing they look at is is this a business which will which has some technology leverage which means if you look at the classic software businesses right like your microsofts your freshworks your stripe these are things which you build once and then they generate money for you for lifetime right like word has been making money for microsoft for the last you know 30 years or whatever right so this this is very unique to the software world because once you build it there's no there's no marginal cost to produce giving that service to a customer again and again right like suppose i'm selling burgers every new burger cost me something to make right but uh, if i once i make word or i make an app that's done like there's no i don't have to spend money on on serving every new customer that comes to me and that is really the sort of key thing that vcs look for that this business should have operating or technology leverage that once they build tech it helps them scale the same tech will that will serve you know uh, uh, the first 100000 users will also be able to serve 100 million users at some point and you can say no to this like both of these things is rare like you know most companies do not fall in a category where the market is this large and there's technology leverage and there's and there's no competition is already taken over that space right so it's perfectly fine to say no i'm not a vc business and i don't think i need to you know uh, go raise this money and scale that fast that i am a 100 million dollar revenue company in 5 or 8 years time 
I'm fine doing a ten like selling your company for ten million is a great outcome, right? Like I mean, you can literally retire after that. For most people on earth, that's like a really really great outcome. Um, so you don't have to just you know go to VCs because it's hot or everybody else is raising from VCs or they come in the media a lot. You should just keep this in mind that most of like just go read the papers from twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, right? This there was a similar bubble going on at that time. Left and right people were raising money. Most of those companies are shut down. There were like two food delivery companies in every city. Raghi Anand will know that having been at Zomato, right? There were like literally two or three places in every single city. I remember the tiny owl deals and and the days Swiggy was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are entering the VC game, you are entering with a very specific outcome in mind. Go big or nothing, right? Like so, either you will end up with a large outcome like a Swiggy or Zomato, or you will at best like just have some kind of acquire higher exit or do not really make much in life, right? So if you are looking for a stable cash flow generating business, this is not for you. And you should be very clear about that when you decide to raise VC funding. That am I actually a VC business or not? Saying I'm not a VC business is a perfectly good answer, and that's actually the rational thing to do. So if you are a VC business, right? Then what you need to prove in your funding pitch is four things, right? That this is a large market. There are enough people who need the service that I want to provide. Enough people who want to buy the product that I want to sell. By enough, that the the thumb rule number is hundred million dollar revenue should be possible in one year. So you need to do that math, and you need to be very clear, and it needs to be sliced properly, right? So if I take the Lishia's example again, they will have to do the math on how many people order online in India. Out of those, how many are in cities that we can serve? Out of those, how many are non-vegetarian people, right? So that is that is a really addressable sort of market. If that is a billion dollar plus market, then this can become a unicorn because even if they capture ten percent, they can then you know do a hundred million dollar revenue run rate. The second, actually, and one of the most important things that pre-seed and early stage rounds is a team. So VCs look for something called founder market fit, right? So, for example, I once met a guy who I was like 45 years old who had worked as a bank executive and he had put like 20 lakhs of his life saving into a social media app, right? It's not going to work. Like, just very, very hard that that's going to happen. Social media is something which you need a very strong tech person for. Like, you need. Somebody on board who's constantly building product, constantly iterating, learning from the data. You should be able to ship two iterations in a week if you want to build a consumer tech company. So if you don't have a strong CTO on board, that's going to be a challenge, right? Or VC will then not fund you till you show them a product, right? So the bar becomes higher for you. The more, the more like, but this doesn't mean you can't run a VC business, right? You could launch a D two C brand, for example, or you could do a a marketplace business, for example, right? But if if you are if you go pitch me, suppose an AI company, right? For example. Say we have a company in the portfolio which analyzes a you know the they take a video of a car and they they detect what damage has been done to it just from the video using AI. Now if this company doesn't have an AI person as a co-founder, there's no way they'll raise money because it's it's like literally at the heart of what they're doing, right? So you need to identify what what is the uh, the edge in this business and does the team which is building this business have that edge? That is super important. If you don't, then you should find a co-founder who has that edge and complete that team. That will dramatically improve your odds. third thing is product now product doesn't really mean code it could just mean some proof of concept that that people want what i want to build okay so for example dropbox right when they started is one of my favorite examples they did not actually build anything they dropbox everyone knows or know what it is right you upload a photo it comes on your cloud it comes on your desktop and all your devices at that time people used to use usb sticks right and all the vcs in the world thought who needs this cloud thing like i'm perfectly happy walking around with my usb stick nobody needs this stuff so this founder basically just made a very good video right of how this service would work that you take a photo you upload it and it goes to your cloud it's on your desktop it's on your laptop it's on your phone 
he just explained it right and he, he made a very slick one two minute video put it up online and he got 75000 people to sign up right and then he went to the vcs and said look people clearly want this right and then like you can't deny that that people do want 75000 people have signed up right so that made it a far easier sell for the vc similarly we have a portfolio company called yellow class so these guys do kids hobby classes online as a massive open free channel right so you can if you are a parent you can uh, you know try with your child anytime you log into yellow class there will be dancing classes you know cooking classes for kids yoga classes for kids singing for kids and all sorts of activities for kids and uh, these guys basically uh, just started with zoom so they used to just do a facebook live and a zoom live every day and like they were at a stage where they were doing they had like 10000 people attending on zoom and they had no product just zoom pe they used to do classes for free and the community kept growing and growing and growing and then they raised a vc round and then they built their app out right so product means you should you should be in a place to show that this kind of works if you can actually build product and nothing like it that's the best case uh hey sorry can you still see my screen yes we can yes. okay yes we can so product means that this one sir okay now we got <laughs> apple has this weird thing where if i get a phone call my उटिंगउटिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग्रोडक्टिंग
sell it to some some friends of yours maybe some friends who are in the vc world other founders see what they have to say and then choose a narrative that you want to go with and this is actually with all that matters right you will see the news of you know companies with like no revenue no product raising 10 million 20 million and companies who have been at it for like 3 years 5 years are still struggling to raise more than 1 million dollars right it's all in the narrative it just basically how you sell the company if you can this this um, there's this uh, screenshot is from cockchain i recommend you guys all read the article uh, all fundraisers happen in three types either it's a narrative race where the story is so enticing that you got to get a piece of this or it's an inflection race where suddenly the numbers start going mad up or it's a traction race where i have I done some work and i have shot kushal we we didn't move to the next slide so Oh, oh, this yeah, is your advice. Can you, can you see it now? No. Okay, one sec. Something. Yeah. Can you see it now? Yes, we. Can. Yes, we can. Okay. So there are only three reasons why a fundraise happens. Either you have a really sexy narrative, or you have inflection, and you have mad numbers. Or you have good traction. Good traction means you are the groundhog who is you know shipping, you are selling, you are getting numbers month on month. But it's not not crazy, right? Like you are growing say say ten percent or five percent month on month. So either or you should figure out which bucket you lie in. If you can do a narrative race, then your revenue doesn't matter, your product doesn't matter because it's a hot thing and people want to bet on you. They'll bet on you without any any work done. Um, if it's an inflection race, then then something is clearly working. And this multiple is basically the valuation you get, right? So. If you're a traction race, if you're doing one crore of uh, a year in revenue, you'll probably get a ten crore, twenty crore valuation as a ten x, twenty x multiple of that um, that number. But if you're a narrative race, then your revenue doesn't matter. People will not care what your numbers are; they'll just back you for the story of it. If you're an inflection race, then it's a mix of both. You'll both get a high multiple, and you already have a revenue, so that's obviously the best way to raise. Now, what you should also think of is, you know, what the landscape is like. It's a pretty wide landscape, right? There are people like me who write hundred k checks. There are people like Sequoia who write a hundred million check. There's Tiger who will come in. There's Angel Networks. There is you know Wise Combinator. There's Super Angels. There are all types of people who 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 can give you money. You need to sort of figure out where you land on this on this matrix, right? So this is one way to slice it. Like how much money do you need, and who are you, right? So if you are For Kunal Shah, you have built and sold, sold, you know, uh, credit, free charge earlier. So you will start with a 25-50 million raise. That's a narrative raise, right? You can't do a narrative raise because you are not Kunal Shah, right? Or if you are, if you are, you know, somebody say who built a company and sold it, maybe not as big as Kunal Shah, but had a small outcome, maybe sold a one million dollar company, or even if they just tried a company which worked well but wasn't a great outcome, but they know people in the VC world, people have already funded a company that they did before. Those are all returning founders, so they have an edge. and that's the reality which you have to accept that this person will be able to raise more easily than i'll be able to raise if i'm a first time founder other type of thing is pedigree if you are say a harvard mba or you know you have worked at flipkart for 5 years when in their heydays or you you were pm at reserve in the first 5 years those are people who have who have clear demonstrable skills that i i can do product or i can do growth or i can do sales or i have basically done this once before at a startup right so i have pedigree So degree doesn't matter as much as the work you have done. To some extent, the degree also matters, right? But so that's these. So left side is your returning pedigreed founders. If you are there, then you have a good shot of raising from one of the larger funds or even the seed funds like you know IQ, Bloom, K Capital, Better Capital, and others. So the smaller funds are people who give you like a five hundred K, seven fifty K type check up to a million. Larger guys will start with a one to two million check, right? 
for most people who are not in this left side category you should look at the other side so your best shot will then be with you know super angels and friends friends of friends uh, people like us who back you know first time founders are very often there are angel networks like let's venture angel list mumbai angel network so all of these micro vc super angels uh, small funds they'll all do 100 200k checks 300k checks and that's typically most that's the way most companies get started they'll raise a 2 3 crore rupee round from these angel networks and that and once they then they'll sort of you know prove out product and traction and then they will go and do an inflection or a narrative or a or a traction raise right once they have some numbers the narrative raise is just very very rare you need to be like a steve jobs type suri sadar to be able to get away with that very few people can actually do it the other way to sort of slice it is what is your idea is it an obvious thesis or is it a non obvious things okay so for example if you look at um, so say for example leap for example right leap is a non obvious idea we back leap but there is no parallel to leap in the us or in china there is no women social network which has already become a unicorn right this doesn't exist right now so leap will fall in a non obvious category where a believer will have to come in and say i i know this hasn't happened yet but i think anand and ragini can pull it off so i am going to back them right an obvious raise would be something like a flipkart we know amazon work we know e-commerce is coming all over the world it is bound to come in india so let me go find the the you know amazon of india which is what tiger does right they will look at what has worked in in us and in china and they will go and find those same companies in that time and asia and india and go and back them if you are an obvious thing then the funds will already have a thesis around this right so all these guys sequoia excel nexus matrix they will all track what has happened in the us and they will be hunting for that those type of companies to happen in india it doesn't have to be the exact same thing but a similar thing will work right so alipay worked in china paytm worked in india right amazon worked in us flipkart worked in india ola worked in india uber worked in us right so if you are in that category then again you have a good shot of raising a vc fund raise because they probably already have a thesis around it they are waiting for a team to come in and blow them away right that that's a good shot you have if you are not that if you are building something which which will need some proving which will need a product which will need some traction then you will have to do a small round of under 500k launch your product show some traction and then it becomes easy to believe right like so now leap for example uh, did one more round because all of you guys join you paid us right the company is growing so it's becoming clear that something is happening here right so then it becomes easy for a company to raise a vc round after they have sort of proved traction uh if you are if you don't have pedigree and your idea is non obvious and it's a hard sell it's tough luck like you'll have to either change your idea or find a co-founder who has pedigree or just do a friends and family round or basically find a believer but the biggest thing i would want to like tell you guys should take away from this right is that don't give up like if you really believe in what you are doing right even if 50 people say no just go to the 51st one because every big founder i have met right has gone through that grind like the misho guys told me they pitched for the 100 people in bangalore everybody passed like there some fund members laughed at them like why are you even pitching this who want to use this like recon like people laughed at them in the meeting right it's like ridiculous but it happened like and like so you, the beauty of the fundraiser is you need one believer it doesn't matter if 100 other people say no or they don't get it it doesn't matter right you need one person to say yes that's your believer you can go with that person right so it's a very long process and it you get a lot of no's lot of you know ups and downs and it's very dejecting in a way because you're trying to sell yourself and you put your identity on the line right this is who you are now you're the founder of xyz company and everybody is saying this company won't work so obviously you will get dejected but the trick is to not get dejected because it doesn't matter if one person says yes you're like you can still move ahead right so that's that's the key like just don't give up like if you try in today's environment i'm like 100% convinced If you can speak well and you know pitch well, there is no way you will not raise a two-three crore round. That's how much money is floating around in India. So just don't give up. Like you will find somebody to believe.
some other tips i wanted to sort of talk about is these are some mistakes that founders make right they will go to a sequoia and ask for a 300k check sequoia will not even bother about it because it's like a 5 billion fund now right so the, for them like a 1 million plus is like a starting check size so if you come in asking for 300k they'll think this founder doesn't even know how the world works 300k is just too small a check for us not for us like come back with track they they only tell you come back with traction right but if you go and ask for 1 million they might have given it to you right so the pitch you make and the ask you make is super important right on the other hand if you take a fund like bloom right bloom writes 750k to 1 and 1/2 million check if you go and ask them for 3 million they'll just say it's not for us we can't do that kind of checks right so they will not even look at they'll just mentally write it they won't come back to you and say hey will you take 1 million instead of 3 they just won't spend the time with you right so what you want to do in the first the reach out right the first email or the first contact is to just get enough attention to get a meeting that's it don't sell yourself in the cold mail or in the intro mail right just write a crisp three four liner note this is who i am this is what i am building these are my numbers here's my deck can i please meet you for 30 minutes that's it if the guy has to scroll to read your mail right most likely you won't get the meeting that's the thumb rule just screenshot your own mail see how long it is if it is more than one scroll then it's not going to work fund thesis is another important thing so funds clearly write on their website what they invest in right so don't go to a saas fund and pitch them a d2c product don't go to a d2c fund and pitch them a deep tech company right so just go find a list of the funds that uh do what they do right so funds have a thesis area that okay we will do saas companies we will do d2c we will do marketplaces we will do social commerce or whatever right so go to people who are already investing in your domain it's not that hard to find out if you just ask around see their websites there are lists that people have made online and you know this like a lot of people will waste a lot of time they think i'm doing calls with, with someone but the fund will do a call after the first call they tell you sorry this is not for us right so this is just going to waste your time third is the partner preference even within a fund each partner will look at different things and will have different interest areas so it's it's very important that you find out okay at light speed what does hemant look at what does vaibhav look at what does harsha look at what does may what does bejul look at right and that can make a huge difference like you pitch the wrong idea to the wrong partner and your deal won't happen just because of that both thing is a very relationship driven industry right like and actually it's quite crazy right till 20 years back this was not a thing that you just go 25 year old people go and pitch and they raise a 2 million dollar around this like a new thing right this is not something which happened in our parent generation so it's hard to trust a stranger who just walked into the door and is asking for 2 million right but if somebody i have already funded like if anand and ragini call me and say hey this person is to work at leap they did a killer job and they charging a company you should definitely fund them i am 100% going to take that meeting right so go through people who can connect you whether it's your ex boss your colleagues your college friends anybody you know who can do a warm intro for you that's your best shot at getting a meeting and getting a check because you just pop up the pile a normal like i get 5 to 10 cold mails cold dms a day minimum right so if you send the 11th one then i, I mean i'll read it but like if anand call me and say talk to this guy i'm 100% going to talk to them right so it's just sort of way of jumping the queue insiders can help tremendously right so again the same thing so for example if you go to a founder who has already raised from say say sequoia right and they do an angel investment in your startup they will tell you exactly which partner likes to hear what at what stage you should you should go to them what your pitch should sound like uh, is this even a thing for sequoia right they they will help you with your deck they'll back channel with sequoia so after you pitch the fund right they will not tell you to your face why we are rejecting you because it's sometimes too well sometimes it's just not nice to tell people that i just i just don't think you can make it right it's hard to tell a founder that So, but they can tell their portfolio founder that he actually just just doesn't like you, or they don't think the market is large, or because the reason is a VC might look stupid later if he's wrong, right? So they will not tell you upfront that this is what I think. They'll give you some polite answer like this too early for us, or 
this is we are still building our thesis or come back with more data right? all that is rubbish if they want to do we'd a like deal, they can do it we like to stay in touch uh, yeah we'd like to stay in touch all you can't understand why they are passing from that opaque sort of vague feedback right but an insider can call them and say abhi kyun nahi kar rahe tu deal right literally and then they'll tell them yaar ye reason hai ya humne wo company mein dala hua hai whatever they'll just upfront tell them so that that is a huge edge to have so if you're doing an angel round it makes a big difference to raise from founders who have already raised vc money because they will be easily able to get you meetings with all of their funds especially if they have made money for their own vc right so if this is a series cd founder if they have already scaled a company their vc will always take their call and they'll always take a meeting that the founder sends them the fifth sixth thing is like this you should practice your pitch matlab the lot of founders just make a deck and they run with it right that's not how you should do it like this is like this is the the deck is the narrative and the narrative is everything so if you don't practice this at least once with your friends other founders if you have friends in the vc world do it with them informally it helps a lot like you should do at least two three iteration before you go to a vc right like bring your a game like don't don't use these meetings to practice right your ideal goal is that i start my meeting and within two weeks i have a term sheet that can only happen if you are like actually like you know pitch perfect you are doing it um the next thing is you should run a process like so first time founders right they get very happy when they get a inbound mail from a vc saying i want to talk to you they they said you all that my shadow right we very we were like fuck yeah alex you also talk to us right but it is meaningless they are it's their job to talk to more startups right it doesn't mean anything at all like just they are just doing market research the boss told them you know go find out all the startups in saas and this domain so they are doing they are scrolling linkedin and traction and they are making a list and they are emailing everybody and they are saying hey can we chat राइट सो एन एनालिस्ट और एसोसिएट रीचिंग आउट दैट्स देयर केपीआई कि एक हफ्ते में तुमको 10 लोगों को मिलना है राइट सो इट डजंट मीन दैट दे आर गोइंग टू फंड यू इट एक्चुअली इट्स एक्चुअली पॉइंटलेस बिकॉज़ दे आर गोइंग टू मीट यू अंडरस्टैंड एंड यू आर नॉट प्रिपेयर्ड विद योर पिच सो यू आर गोइंग टू गो से सम स्टोरी व्हिच इज नॉट परफेक्ट येट एंड दे आर गोइंग टू राइट यू ऑफ इन देयर ब्रेन थिंकिंग कि यार इसको आता नहीं है दे डोंट गेट इट येट राइट एंड देन व्हेन यू एक्चुअली वांट टू पिच दे ऑलरेडी हैव मेड अ इंप्रेशन ऑफ यू कि दिस इज लाइक अ नूब फाउंडर डजंट रियली गेट इट येट सो my advice to founders generally is that don't take vc meetings until you are ready to pitch it's just like they just make a first impression which which is hard to sort of rub off later on so run a process and the biggest reason to run a process is in the vc world you have no leverage until you have multiple offers right like suppose this this works and you get a term sheet and you were looking for 2 million on 10 million but this guy is giving you 2 million on 8 million what what can you do right either you take it or you walk away walking away is crazy right somebody is giving you 2 million you can't just say no to that person but you can't negotiate either because you don't have any other offer right so then you are stuck like so you have to take the offer you get so only way to avoid it is if you meet everybody at the same time right so start your process on monday the 15th or whatever set a date whoever wants to meet you tell them i'll meet you but this date i'm not doing any meetings before that say no to them they don't feel bad about saying that i don't like lot of first timers again feel kare mana kaise kar do uske md ka mere ko mail hai how can i just say i'm not going to meet you right you can say this is your time is your company right so have that attitude and you don't have to be rude but you can be polite and say that you know listen i am just busy building the product right now i am not ready yet to have a vc conversation i will meet you for sure but this is the date i am starting meeting so let's do it then what this does is that if you meet all 10 20 funds together right so if you if something clicks then at least two or three will click and then you can get a better offer then then you can tell person that listen this i am getting two on 10 if you can match it i'll take it otherwise i'll get the better offer right so You want to run a process, and you want to be in control of that process. You don't want to just be doing meetings because people are pinging you to meet you. The other important thing is that you should remember this is a double opt-in thing. This is not a job. No, actually, even jobs are double opt-in. It's not a sale, right? Like, like when you're selling something, you will sell it to whoever wants to buy it, right? Because you will make your commission. That's your job to sell, right? 
but when you are getting a job or when you are raising money or when you are getting married you want that person to select you as much as you want to select that person right so just don't take the first offer you get make sure that this person that i'm going to work with for the next 5 10 years of my life is somebody I actually like i like spending time with them maybe grab a beer with them right do a ref check on them you can even ask them for a ref check they listen i i like the conversations but do you mind if i talk to two or three founders that you had funded just to understand you know what your working style is like you don't want to end up in a situation where you take the money and this guy sits in the office for one day a week right like that's just people do that right and like they don't realize okay this guy is meant to be that hands on but i just don't want that kind of involvement in my company right or the other tangent also happen people give you the money and just never call you after that so it depends on what you want do you want a person who has sectoral expertise who wants to be hands on or do you just want the money and somebody who's going to leave you alone so find out what this person's style is what this fund style is who will they back me again in my next round right so all of these are important questions so do a, like intentionally choose your vc it's not ki jo bhi aake dega paisa hum log le lenge right you should you should do your own picking and you should do your own research and very intentionally target funds which are the best fit for you last thing is money in the bank is always better than money not in the bank so if you get an offer if you don't have any other option you have to take it of course if you run the process and you do all these things hopefully you will get multiple offers and you know then you can choose the best one out of it but uh, if you don't have an offer then just do whatever you can to get money getting money in the bank is it's it's a very powerful thing right like you will have a chance at building your company right so forget about every, like if you get an offer and it's like unless it's like really bad like you know like they're taking some crazy uh horrendous terms or you get like a really bad you wipe from the vc or somebody gives you a horrible ref check on the person most cases most people are decent in india like i wouldn't like i do your horror stories about vcs but by and large they they are nice people like maybe 10 20% are weirdos but i would say most of them are nice people and they do this we love living. to hear those stories kushal something <laughs> so most of them are decent people so like don't be too stuck up on your like if say you wanted 2 million on 10 million but somebody is giving you 2 on 9 Just take it; it doesn't matter that much, right? Or or somebody is asking for you know some one board seat which you were not going to give to that person, right? It's okay, take it, like because if this company actually becomes big, right? If you still end up with five percent of a billion dollar company, you are still worth fifty million dollars, right? Which is pretty cool. So don't bother too much about the dilution and the terms as much as actually closing and getting money in the bank. If you have money in the bank, you can build the company of your dreams, right? So that that's what I'll end the talk with. Um, So yeah, I'll pause there, and you know we can jump into the questions now. We we overshot time, and we have a very very buzzing chat box. So I'm gonna fire away with, I think some of the most asked questions, and we'll obviously mix it up with what what our members have asked. But I actually want to double click on the double opt-in. Um, you spoke about Kushal, and you can hydrate yourself because that was great. Uh, but I think it's often I think we we always say that go after the right investor and not the check size and all of that, right? How important is founder investor fit uh, we we spoke about founder market uh, market fit but how in how important is the founder investor fit and what does one really even look for right uh, beyond the basic ref check that we spoke about it's super important you don't want to be in a place see just imagine this once you take their money they going to talk to you at least two three times a month yeah. they'll come for your board meetings they'll you'll 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 spend a lot of time working with this person in the future And if you can't stand them, right? It's just it's horrible. Like you end up with this relationship where you're there's no way out now. You put the money, they have the equity in your company, and that's it. Like you have to wait for the next five years for this person to get out of your life. So if you can't work, if you can't have a working relationship with someone, you should just not take their money because it's not going to work unless you're desperate and there's just nobody else who wants to fund you. 
so what you should look for is this is this person hands on hands off what do i want do i want an investor who will talk to me every friday and you know uh, take a weekly update and because i maybe i am a first time founder and i i, I need that kind of hand holding right or do i want somebody who will just give me the money and call me when i ask them to call me right i don't want to be doing calls every every month or every quarter or whatever right so that is one thing you should find out second thing is does this person have deep domain expertise in what i am building so if you are a saas company for example right in india axel and shekhar kirani are like gods of saas they they have invested in freshworks it's ipo they've done charge b they've done bunch of other companies so they are like clearly if you are starting a saas company why would you not raise from axel right it's like as it's a no brainer now or if you are doing a d2c brand you can look at india question they back they back jiva they back sugar they back a bunch of great brand with a scale if you, so every fund of course there are other niches also but every fund has some areas where they have already operated in via their current portfolio and it really works if you go to them because then you learn so much more from them right you learn about the the mistakes that their other founders made you learn things about the market which you don't know about uh, you learn things about who to go to your next round that person is going to be instrumental in helping you raise your follow on capital right then other thing you should consider is can this person invest more in my next round if i want to raise 5 million in my series a can they put in a million or two there do i want them to put more money in the next round um, so yeah all of these things sector focused there are also types of investors right there are very con- like actually the one thing you should look for is conviction the that is this is the most important thing where if sometimes investors back you in the in the in the narrative race pala square right they just going with the flow abhi crypto ball hot hai for example so if you go and put something in whatever defi or something you might raise money but that guy may not really believe in what you are doing right and one year later if your numbers are not great he is going to start asking all kinds of uncomfortable questions you want the person who is going to back you to the fullest who is going to stick through you like who is going to believe in you that okay this person is giving it their best if it doesn't work it doesn't work but i'll stand by this person and i'll make sure that they succeed right? i'll do my best to make sure they succeed for that to happen they need to be believing in you and your idea both right so just it's hard to gauge that in one or two meetings but if you go deeper and ask them more questions right on why you are investing what is your thesis how do you see this market evolve why did you not invest in the other companies who are doing this right so then the answers start to come out and then you can sort of gauge why this person is backing me uh, it shouldn't be that okay fund a and b put money in you know a company x and fund c missed out so they are backing company y because they just missed out on that right they, then that's not a uh, kind of investor you back like that that's not a kind of investor you ideally want because then they're sort of trying to just have one player in the market uh, to have one horse in the race right so yeah just make sure that the person yeah. coming on board has conviction yeah yeah got it shobha actually has two three questions but shobha do you want to unmute yourself and ask any one question sure yes i had a few questions one um is how do you best counter the skepticism that most investors tend to have against solo founders and then adding you know underscoring that a solo female founder yeah this is a tough one and uh, see as i told you like the thing which brightens investors i like the graph which looks like this okay so if you can make that graph happen anyhow right whether it's through that video i spoke about like dropbox or mvp or sign ups even a community there are people who just start discord communities get 5000 people on them and go in which they look so many people want what i want to build right it's hard to say no to somebody who's growing 10% week on week right so if you can like beyond a point the founder doesn't like if a, if there's a graph going like this you can be the biggest weirdo there is but you will raise money right like and that is literally what like 
500 teachers who they take you in for three months and just focus on getting you to make a graph which looks like this. Whether it is you know transacting users, signups, community, whatever it could be anything, but that's one. The other obvious way is to get a co-founder, right? So that is of course not not a walk in the park that you'll just find somebody that you want to partner up with, but uh, you can signal intent. Like you can say that listen, I have kept twenty percent of my equity because I am I fully intend to find a co-founder. So I have the search on. If I get a million dollars in the bank, I can pay somebody and then they'll join me, right? Or you say that um, suppose you are a non-technical person, right? So the investor's obvious doubt will be: Can this person actually ship product? Like, like this, this person from business background and they want to do a tech product, can they actually do it? So show that I can do it. Like go to them with the architecture of the product, start working with an agency and ship a version one. Do a no-code prototype, right? You can you can prove that I can do this through multiple ways, right? So think of all the ways you can do this. It's called the Wizard of Oz approach. We are not actually building it, but you, it looks like you have built it. Like the yellow class example I gave you, the Dropbox example I gave, right? So you can you can make a mirage of things working without an actual product actually running it. Right? Backend can be Excel sheets and WhatsApp. Um, in fact, even Leap was like this earlier, right? You guys had a community and the app actually came later on. So. Um, that that's the best way to sort of just show traction and raise money. This applies to women, men, both. Okay, so th there obviously will be some bias uh, for women, but again, if you have a graph that looks like that, then it just doesn't matter anymore. Cool. I think the next question, Kushal, is a lot around how much to raise, when to raise, valuation. Uh, right. I think Jenny also has a relevant question. Jenny, do you want to ask your question? Hello, uh, no, hi. Uh, thank you, Kushal, for such a really sorry. Can't switch uh, the camera on. I'm actually not at home. Uh, my question, I guess, Ragini, I asked two, three questions, but the one you are asking about is around the stake. I guess. Yeah, the the stake and when is a good time to actually also raise yeah. money, right? Yeah, um, because yeah. a lot of times uh, we're all very new founders started three months, five months ago. We don't quite have numbers yet because we've just really started. But at the same time, we do need money as well. So what is a good time um, to raise money? And I understand you told that if you have a great pitch uh, and a great narrative, any time is a good time. But even then, like um, if there are no good numbers, uh, is it like advisable or wise to raise money at that point? I mean, it depends on the situation. If you don't have any money left, then your company will shut down. You have to raise money. There's no other option, right? Uh, if you're in that boat, then just go all out, meet whoever you can. Like mm -hmm. I told you, guys met hundred people. They literally told me that we Bangalore. Full Bangalore, we had met every investor who's in Bangalore. Like the hundred plus meetings we did, we got hundred plus no's. Then we took a flight ticket and we went to Delhi and there we found somebody who decided to fund us. Right. So don't, so depends on where you are, right? Like if you're desperate, you're out of your savings, then you need to raise money ASAP. If you have no revenue also. Uh, but otherwise the ideal time to raise is when you have some MVP, like something is working, whether it's a no code prototype, maybe it's a full fledged product. Uh, you have some usage, you have some evidence of people wanting the service you want to provide. Right. Mm. So, whether it is people signing up on your platform, people actually using the platform or people, you know, just maybe hundred people tweeted that I would love to use this stuff. Right. So any way you can prove that people clearly want what I am building. Once you have that, then it's, it becomes much easier to raise money. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. Otherwise, if you are a very good storyteller, you can get away with, you know, doing no work and just raising on a total 
paper plan also and on how much to raise typically see the angel rounds in india are roughly like around 3 crores so like 400 500k is what people typically raise in their first uh, financing um, this is usually done on a 10 to 15% dilution uh, range uh, sometimes mm-hmm. 20% depending on who the backers are for vc when they come in they have something called ownership targets right so they'll do this matter okay if i have a 100 million fund and I, from the 100 million fund i'm going to invest in say 30 companies right if any one of these companies works which by works means it becomes a unicorn i should be able to return my fund hmm. right so that means i should have at least 100 million worth of ownership in that company if it becomes a unicorn so that means my ownership at unicorn should be 10% so that means today i need to start with 20 or 15% so that if i dilute and come down 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 i'll at least end up with 10% uh, after i do my pro rata and you know keep some stake in the company um, so that's the rough vc math vcs will typically not give you money for less than 15% more mm-hmm. likely they'll take 20% 20% is the thumb rule that most funds take um and again you don't have leverage here until you have two two offers so if you have two offers then you can say listen he's getting 15 so i'll go with them unless you match it right so that's the only way to negotiate with a with a vc if you have two offers so we don't have more than one offer then you have to take the deal you are getting got it understood thank you uh we'll just double click a little bit more kushal on like an ideal pitch deck right i think a lot of people are talking about the pitch deck so what does an ideal pitch deck uh, look like assuming we're not all kunal shahs who can you know raise money without uh, the pitch deck yeah uh ideal pitch deck right so see these four things you need to cover very clearly why the number one is why there's a large market so 90% of pitches even i get right they just they're not vc businesses at all like Even if you give that founder ten million, that is not going to become a large company. Like it's it's a fact. So are you a large market? Do do enough people need this this product? Right. That is like the most crucial thing, and you should figure out ways to prove that it is a large market. Right. So whether it is and don't do this from industry report. Like don't say Deloitte ka ek report me likha tha ki this is you know what ten that is all meaningless because that's some. some kid who's out of mba who's just you know scout the net and he's made up some number and put it so no vc will believe that you have to do a bottoms up sizing of sorts right so when for example if i am if i am zomato right how do i prove what is my market i will have to go and show okay, okay in every city in india so many restaurants roughly right each restaurant will do say x business per month on average uh, so there is say whatever 1000 crores worth of Uh, of a food being ordered from a restaurant from all restaurants in bombay 1000 from delhi 1000 from dilbagada lala adding all this up it comes to say 20000 crores so that is why it's a large market right so this bottoms up sizing usually works much better than a top down report from a deloitte or a you know kpmg or whatever um so try and figure out a way to do, do a bottoms up sizing another good way is to look at public companies in your domain which are already listed So if today I start a company which is going to sell to restaurants. I'll go and read the Zomato report because that will probably have all of this data: how many restaurants are we selling to, how many are still left that we haven't tapped into, and so on. Right? So get numbers from credible sources that then prove that you have a, a large market. That is the most important thing. If you don't have a large market, it's just not going to happen. Uh, it can be a small market to start with, but even that small market should have adjacencies which can become a large market. So what I mean by that is like if you if you look at Uber, right? Uber started with a black car service. it was like a limousine service that yeah. we'll we'll send you a posh car if you order a car right now that was a very niche market how many people are going to order a black car right but the founder was able to make a case that i will be able to expand 
out of that finally i'll do normal cars and then very cheap rides and then i'll do multiple cities it was only black cars in uh, sf that's it that was like not even a 10 million market right but he raised money and then they, they managed to scale facebook started only for college students so most vcs pass thinking this is a small market so this tam thing is tricky like most vc also make a mistake thinking it's a small market but then it turns out as a large market so it's hard it's a hard job to do but as a founder you should if, if it's today a small market then you need an answer on why this will become a large market right or like for example if you take coinbase coinbase now 50 billion plus company when they started bitcoin was something which freaks were doing on their weekends right like nobody was buying and selling bitcoin but they were able to make a case that this is growing so fast that if this continues for even one year it will become a large market right so large market is super important second is team pedigree um, as i said earlier you know i covered these points what what where you have where have you studied what work have you done is that work relevant to the company you want to build do you have an earned secret is is what i call we call it right like so for example a good example of earned secret would be the coinbase guy he knew that buying bitcoin was super tough you had to download you needed to be a developer to buy bitcoin basically that's how bad it was you can't just sign up like today you can sign up on coin dcx and go and buy bitcoin right but he had been he had he had done security for airbnb so he knew that like you know how to manage financial uh, financial stacks he knew how to manage money flow and he used to buy bitcoin on the weekend and then he realized ki yaar yeah, this is crazy mother if i tell it send it to somebody i have to do a one hour coaching class on how to really buy this thing obviously consumers can't buy this right so that was his own secret he knew that it is hard to buy bitcoin today right so due to your current job you might come across these kind of anomalies in the world that why is this thing so like even licious i really like like that right if you if any of you bought non veg in india it's a shit experience right they give you that black bag it's stinky the flies in the butcher shop it's horrible right like nobody likes to go to a butcher shop in india right and these guys made a nice box with a girl smiling on top of that and it's nicely packed and it's actually so anil kapoor and arjun kapoor now yeah so they they packed it really well right and like i just don't ever go outside my house to buy meats now so they understood this problem very well right so this market thing is super important in the market there should be a, 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 a the earned secret by that i mean the problem which you are aware of that i have this problem or i know people who have this problem and i'm sure there are many other people who have this problem this other thing needs to come out in your deck right what is this problem what is the team that is going to solve this problem um, third thing is the the product how are you solving this problem right like uh, is do you have an app ready do you have a website ready do you have some portal ready whatever is it like showcase like how am i going to solve this problem right so either you build it out and show it or you figure out a mvp of sorts to you know show that this is how i'll solve this problem and last is traction where are you at that graph needs to be there if that graph is not there it's going to be hard so these four things like these five things actually problem large market uh, team your uh, product and your traction these five things are super important but ideally if you can cover this in like 5 to 10 slides that's perfect you don't need more than that uh, yeah that's good enough to get a meeting just remember pitch deck is there are two decks right one one is a decision on mail to get a meeting with a with a vc and then there's a larger deck you can have for a actual in person conversation where they'll go deep on the idea with you right so pitch deck cannot be 20 30 deck slides long they'll just not read it they just get too much inflow in a day so keep it short keep it concise keep it interesting enough for them to say hey, i want to meet these people and just get the meeting and then go do your sell in the meeting got it shubhangi i hope that answers your question uh nitya actually has a follow up question i know she's working on her pitch deck nitya do you want to ask your question uh, yeah thank you um hi kushal so my question is very simple everyone asks for a financial model and a pitch deck 
I really want to know what do they really look at, or for the seed round, what holds more importance because I'm pre-revenue and there's no direct, you know, financial model available at least because it's pre-revenue. So is that as important as the pitch deck or the narrative or the you know inflection that I can show? So. I, honestly, I don't ask for a financial model. I think is rubbish at pre-seed stage, but some people do ask for it. Um, see, you can make any story up in Excel, right? Like you can, because everything is assumption at your stage. You don't have any customers. You don't have any revenue. You have nothing right now. You don't know what your CAC is. You don't know what your LTV will be. Everything is an assumption. So financial model is mostly, I am not a big fan of those. And at least I feel till the series around, there's just no point in building a model at all because you just haven't learned enough about the market yet to model it out. Uh, but people do ask for it to just check your thinking. Like, is this person, does this person have a brain? Can they actually think through, you know, these things? And that's the basic, that's, that's what most people ask. If they do a call where they're going and telling you, no, justify why you have put this number, then they're not the right investor to take on board because like they'll then do these calls with you every week and chew your brain. Um, but most mature investors who have been in the VC world for a while, they will not ask you for a model till you reach a series A. Uh, type of investment or if they ask they're just checking that okay you have done the you know basic work of it which deck is important some people do skip the deck and write a memo of sorts on notion or they just write down a story saying you know here's who i am here's my problem here's my traction that that works as well um that's something i'm increasingly seeing i'm also seeing a lot of founders and this i actually love a lot people just record their own pitch on loom and they just they just do the pitch in a 15 minute video and they send it across and it's super convenient because you can see the story and you can see the founder pitch the story um, and if you have some personal charisma, then that clearly comes across in the video, right? So, um, that I think is a great way to raise. I don't know why more founders are not doing it, but it's super efficient. And when the person does take a meeting, they already know a lot about the business because you've explained it along with the deck, right? So the conversation can just straight away get to brass tacks after that. Uh, so, but pitch deck is important. So like, there's no way around it. Ideally you should have a deck and have it, have it concise and polished well. All right. Thank you. It's close did I, seven. Did I answer your question? Sorry, did it, did you ask something else? You're on mute, Nitya. That answered my question, Kusha. Okay. Thank you. It's Thank like you. he's in an auditorium because I can hear the echo. Uh, but I know we're close to seven thirty. But if it's okay, I'd like to ask two more questions, Kushal. Yeah, sure. Go on. Okay, perfect. Um, so I think Rachna has a question on just, you know, common mistakes new entrepreneurs make, etc. And what actually works against female founders. Uh, Rachna, do you want to um, unmute yourself and ask your question? Sure. Thanks, Raghavi. Hey, thank you. It was a really to the point and uh, very informative text. So thanks a lot for that. But very quickly, exactly what Raghavi is saying. What are the common mistakes that you would see female founders making? Uh, things that you would, you know, go back and say that I wish she had said so and so, or I wish she had shown this kind of a confidence. Anything that you have noticed, which is often lacking, which we can work on proactively. I I don't think there are mistakes female founders make as such. This is first timers make all of the male female both make these mistakes. The one drawback I think which females would have is that. See, most people in the VC world are male. Most founders are male. So the connects you have are not as much, right? That insider thing that I spoke about, right? Getting a check from a, from a unicorn founder or getting a check from somebody who's raised series D series A, B. So typically, so if you look at the, like, let's call the, you know, 25 year old IIT CS male founder, right? His batchmates are already working at Excel, Sequoia, Nexus, et cetera. Right? So he's just going to call them and say, bro, iska, 
ये किसे चलेगा कि नहीं चलेगा राइट एंड बिफोर इवन पिचेस ही नोस दैट ये चलने वाला है कि नहीं चलने वाला है सो दे दिस इज हैव अ वाइडर सॉर्ट ऑफ सपोर्ट नेटवर्क दैट दे गो टू टू सॉर्ट ऑफ अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट वर्क्स व्हाट डजंट वर्क इन दिस वर्ल्ड एंड दे आर जस्ट मोर इनफॉर्म्ड देन द देन द फीमेल हु इज नॉट फ्रॉम दिस नेटवर्क द फीमेल्स हु आर फ्रॉम आईआईटी आल्सो डू दिस सो आई हैव हैड डील्स वेयर यू नो फीमेल आईआईटी एंड 25 इयर ओल्ड विल बी एज शार्प एज अ मेल आईआईटी एंड 25 आई जस्ट आई डोंट थिंक देयर इज अ एनी गैप बिटवीन द टू but the reality is the female idn only 10% of of the pool right most idns are male so that's that's where the gap is like so if you're not from the iit iim network you're not a you don't have friends who are abc insiders right then you just don't know what the language is that you should be using what is tam what is ltv what is cac these these are these are all jargon when you enter the business world for the first time right so that is where i think females fall short because they just don't have the support network but it's not that hard to solve just talk to people who you know who have started companies is great you're already part of leap and i'm sure you'll find other people in the network who will help you with this but that's where the gap is in my view like if you can just get somebody to support you with the language of this world and uh, you know just figuring out somebody should basically call and tell you ki today your pitch was horrible or it was great after the meeting right so find out connect there who can do that for you that is one area where i i would say like uh, maybe female founders could step up उंडर uh do you recommend going with one of those or do you think like the founder uh, himself or herself should like make the pitch deck and be 100%, 100% do it yourself these guys are mostly frauds like stay away from them <laughs> it's actually okay. a very bad signal okay like so i get on average five cold mails from people i have never met saying hey talk to the startup i don't know you i don't know that startup that like so that startup unko they will go and say okay listen i'll help you fundraise and whatever money i raise for you i'll take 2% of that as a fee Or five percent of that as a fee, right? As I banker, but when a mail comes from one of these guys, I'm automatically sending that to spam. So first of all, I don't know you. Secondly, if this founder can't even figure out a way to approach me directly, then there's no way they're going to be able to build a company. This is not going to happen. So up till your Series A, B stage, right? Just don't use any of these consultants or I bankers to raise your round because it signals to the market that this person can't raise on their own. So like, this is not going to make it. NGMI, right? So. Yeah, like just don't do that. Talk to your friends. Like as I said, it's already you're already part of network. Like Leap, I'm sure there are people here who have already raised money. Talk to them, see their deck, ask them for feedback, and you will be surprised at how open and helpful people are. Right? Actually, most VCs also are like, if you come to us and say, "Listen, I want to help with the deck," most likely I'll be able to give you a five ten minute feedback. At least on mail, I can tell you that this two three slides look bad, right? Even if I can't do a call. Um, most VCs, in fact, even have programs now where they're mentoring uh, women founders. they'll just take a call to help you out uh, or talk to people who analysts or you know associates who work at those funds talk to founders who have raised money from vcs there are enough resources on the web also by combinator has great resources other platforms also have great resources on what a great pitch deck looks like so you can do this on your own it's not that hard and um, if you don't do this on your own then that's a red flag to the to the vc got it uh, thank you so much that was really helpful no worries Kushal, thank you so much. That was super, super insightful and very, very empowering. I'm sure. I think everyone's taken away quite a lot today. 